0: Joining us right now on the Bet MGM Rewards Hotline is my guy, friend of the show, Mark Zeno. Mark, thanks for joining the show. How are you doing this evening? Craig Ryan TK, how goes it, everybody? It's always great to be with you guys. Just trying to stay, just trying to stay relevant, man. Trying to keep the, uh, ourselves out of debt because that is what we don't want, especially after Week One of NFL betting. Before we even dive into Thursday Night Football and Thursday Night slate of games, Mark, what was your biggest win from last week in the NFL?
1: I played heavy on divisional dogs uh, last week, so the Steelers were great for me. The Falcons were great for me, um, and it and, uh, was the there was one more divisional dog. To, oh, the uh, the Vikings were another. That was my best bet of the week last week. So um, they, they were great. Uh, you know, a lot of people lost in Survivor. Uh, thanks Denver and Nathaniel Hackett. You suck. Um, but other than that, you know, it was it was a profitable week one. i, I, I developed a new strategy this year. One big bet and one teaser, and that's it. That's all I do every week in the NFL. Too much volatility, man.
0: Mark, I I like that. And we'll ask you about that uh, coming up in a few moments. Do you have a bet, though, on this Chargers-Chiefs game tomorrow, 8.15 p.m.? Of course, some good old-fashioned Thursday night football on uh, my grandfather's favorite streaming service, Amazon Prime. Um, The total, 54. (laughs) Kansas City's a four-point favorite. What's your feeling on this game? I think it's crazy to to think that the road team has won the last four meetings in this uh, rivalry. Chargers have won two at Arrowhead, which is Kind of, it's, it's still pretty quirky and, and weird. What do you think about this line, this total, and just the game in general? I mean,
1: look, see, I think naturally, we think points are going to be scored, and Kansas City, you know, pasting Arizona in week one uh, probably pushes that line a little farther north mm. than what you think it would, but. You know, if you look at the previous totals in this series, uh, the last two games last year, both the totals were 54 and 55. One of them went over, one of them went under. and uh, Not by much did it go under. A 30-24 final, uh, the game in KC last year, which went right under that 55 total. But still, you know, this is one of these things where the overreaction of week one sort of plays into this thing here. Uh, and, and you want to almost try to eliminate what you saw in week one despite the fact that Kansas City put up all those points, they still had a negative turnover differential last week. They were minus one in the turnover category. Chargers took three away from the Raiders. Is that about to stay the same this week, especially on a short week? You know, this first Thursday night game is really a a good litmus test, and the fact that you get it earlier on in the year doesn't have as much attrition like it would in week 10, 11, 12, later on in the year where teams are more banged up. So you may get a little bit more true representation of what these teams are. Uh, It's not a really favorable number for Kansas City. Uh, because what you're saying at this point is that Kansas City is going to win this game probably by six or seven, five is a dead number. Uh, it's not. It's it's not going to go there. So, uh, do you believe that KC can win this game by a touchdown in LA, where there is no? I'm sorry, in Kansas City, you know, there's obviously a big, big home field advantage um, for the Chargers. Not like it would be if it was in LA, where there is no home field advantage here. But still, you know, I, I look at uh, this game here and, and wonder if. You know, the Chargers are as for real as people think they are. You know, for all the, the the roster that they have and the fifty-three guys that may be one of the best two or three rosters in the league, and they've been really good like that roster for the last couple of years, but haven't won anything. Um, this is an early divisional test that you don't want to go against Kansas City at home because it's a really tough place to play. But you know, I, I think that the Chargers can take advantage of this Kansas City defense. Uh, and, and really kind of put some points up on them and keep this game a lot closer than they think. There's probably a pass for me just because I want to see a little bit more of what uh, the, the Chiefs are. I think last week's score against Arizona was more indicative of the fact that Arizona's in trouble, necessarily, that Kansas City has separated themselves once again from everybody else. My my supposition on Kansas City this entire off season was that it's not that they got worse, just maybe the rest of the league is sort of caught up to what they've been doing, and I think you get a good litmus test of that this week.
0: You mentioned, Mark, that you were on divisional dogs last weekend. We've got a couple more divisional dogs that are at home. You've got the Colts taking on the Jags. The Jags are four-point dogs at the crib. This was the game that sent the Colts packing, not being able to go to the playoffs last year. Same time, same place. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Saints in New Orleans. This is the team that shut Tom Brady down all the way, scoreless. Do you like anything in either of these games?
1: Well, last week I was riding divisional dogs because since 2016, uh, divisional favorites were 8-21-1 against the spread. They only covered 27% of the time, and they were 13-16-1 straight up. Now, when you move to week two since 2016, divisional favorites are just 17-18 against the number. However, they're 26-8-1 straight up in week two. So you get some more ability to cover, but the straight-up number is really where you're going to go here. And that's probably the way I would play this game is on the money line at, with Kansas City, despite the fact that it might be a little bit juicy. Um, you start to see these week two divisional matchups where teams are uh, more true to what their roster is than necessarily that you saw in week one, and teams are, are you know uh, a little bit rustier or not playing so much uh, of their starters in the preseason. Now that they've got a game underneath them, some of those kinks get get worked out a little bit here. So uh, I look at those situations and, and would look more money line for those. Those divisional favorites, especially if they're home, um, as they did in week one, necessarily looking at, you know, an ATS number.
0: So would you do Bucks minus 145 on the road or Colts minus 200? Like, what do you have in terms of a feeling of those games or would those be a pass for you?
1: I mean, God, the Colts are just such a, a, a head scratcher. They always will be, and they should be better than what they are. I mean, really. Um, and, and I'm not going to back the Buccaneers until Tom Brady can beat the saints. Um, that's a That's a pass for me. They're leaving that dangling that two and a half out there for you for Tampa Bay. But for some reason, the saints have always had their number. Now the difference with the saints this year now is there's no Sean Payton scheming against them. And I think that's a major, major thing. Uh, and Jameis Winston is the quarterback, which is also another big part of this whole thing. So, uh, that, was, that game would be a pass for me um, as far as uh, – because I just want to sit back and watch it without any stress, if that makes sense. But the Colts and the Jaguars, if the Colts are going to have a bounce-back game, it's here. The Jaguars last week against Washington ran into two things I don't think that they were ready for. A defense that was better than to, to be expected and an offense that has a ton of weapons that no one's really giving any credit to. The Commandos are, are a good offensive team, and I think they'll continue to be – a good offensive team, as long as Carson Wentz can, can you know, limit those mistakes that he had. Um, Jacksonville is not an offense that I trust. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is all that in a bag of chips. He hasn't shown it yet. And until I see it from him, it's hard for me to back this team. Colts on the money line, what feels like a must-win spot for them because, you know, the record of 0-2 teams and making the postseason isn't good. Uh, I, I expect the sense of urgency to be there uh, and, and in a revenge spot as well it's tough to lay minus you know, 200 in that range, but uh, that's probably the, the the way I would go with this thing. I don't know if the Colts cover that number. Uh, it's probably a field goal win for them.
0: Mark, you brought up the Vikings uh, to start off the interview, and uh, I know that's the Monday night game. We get two Monday night games, but we've already kind of missed some value here. The Vikings opened up as three-point dogs. Now that's down to two. I know the narrative and the knock-on. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he can't win the primetime game, but I like this Minnesota team, man, and I'm a Packer fan. and I do not feel good right now. I actually played the Vikings— to win the division because you're getting better than 2-1 to odds. And Kevin O'Connell, man, Justin Jefferson is hard to stop. Two-point dogs in Philadelphia. I know everybody loves this Eagles team. They didn't look great defensively against the Lions, though, man. How would you play this game if you were going to lay some money on it?
1: And and you're right. Look, I'm with you. I have a ticket on the Vikings to win the NFC North as well. Um, They took a huge first step in Week 1 in doing so. And the, the fact that that number has dropped so quick tells you that it was sharp money early on in the week, right? When numbers move that quick on a, on a Monday after after line's post or a Sunday evening, tells you that the, that the Sharps are trying to take the best advantage of the number that's there. It's not going to go back up that way. The real challenge in this matchup is the Eagles' running game versus the Vikings' passing game. Uh, and, and Minnesota should be able to have a huge night from a passing standpoint. How much can they stop the Eagles' run game? The X factor always is going to be Jalen Hurts taking off and being able to use his legs. The Vikings better have a plan to stop that because there's going to be a whole bunch of third and eights and third and 12s where Hurts takes off and is going to extend a drive. It's going to drive Vikings backers absolutely insane in the thing. If you can get a total that gets to 51, uh, and I don't know if it'll go back down, but uh, if you can get something at 51 as a key number there, then I, I would try to get it under 51 or at 51 to be comfortable with it as far as the total is concerned. Um, but I think the Vikings win the game, man. I mean, you yeah, know, taking them on the money line, I, I, I genuinely do. The Eagles are going to be good. I don't know if they're ready to ascend to that level right now. And the NFC East is still going to be a mess, and whoever wins that thing isn't going to win it with a 12-5, and 13-4 kind of record this year. It's going to be closer to 10-7, I think. Uh, the Eagles can be had, and they took advantage of a weaker opponent in the – in the Lions last week, but you're right. Their defense is going to be suspect. They have some problems to deal with.
0: We're joined now by Mark Zeno, friend of show, of course, from two nine The Game Atlanta, talking all things NFL with our guy in Right now, Mark, I mean, when we first brought you on the airwaves, you told us that you have a, a I guess, a system or, or a, a plan of attack this year uh, in the NFL. You're talking about a teaser, talking about one play. Can you give us your method and how the sausage is made for you handicapping this season in the NFL? And then also just tell us what plays you're on uh, as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to back the Ravens again at home, um, okay. you know, against the Dolphins. Look, the Dolphins only scored 14 offensive points last week, guys. For all uh, of the great game that they had against New England, they scored 14 offensive points. They had a defensive touchdown. Uh, The Ravens are very smart with football. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They don't turn it over. Um, The Ravens' defense takes another hit, you know, uh, injury-wise, which is really frustrating for them. Uh, And this is a a very low total. I think they're both expecting these two teams to to check each other a little bit offensively. But the Ravens would be my big bet of the week uh, because – I just think that they are a team that is undervalued given what we saw from them last year. And there was a little bit of hype train around the Miami Dolphins here uh, this year with all the additions that they've made. But uh, you give me the better quarterback, uh, you give me the better running game at this point in time with the Ravens, uh, and, and that home field advantage in Baltimore, which is very, very tough, yeah, I, I think it's a an absolutely great spot for them uh, to – uh, to be able to take advantage of Miami and bring them back down to earth a little bit. You know, one of the, the, the teaser legs out there, the options this week are, are fantastic. The Steelers now have moved to two and a half, uh, which is great because I can tease them up to eight and a half at home. While the Patriots may win that game. I don't know if they win it by 10 points or more. Uh, and the other teaser leg I really like this week is the Carolina Panthers uh, mm. one and a half to seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, what are the Giants? I don't know. Are they, are they a team that can rush for 165 yards or 200 yards every week? I, I don't know. And It's a perfect letdown spot for the Giants after getting a road win yeah. against a team that they're not supposed to against a weak opponent when they return back home. Uh, but, again, the Giants are a tough team to figure because they have so many new things going on this year um, that it, it's, it's, a, uh, it, it's a real roll of the dice. The other great teaser leg that's out there is, again, I just mentioned it before, Washington. Why is Detroit the favorite? Where in the world did we get all this love for the Detroit Lions? Right. All of a sudden, they are a team that that isn't to be toyed with. They gave up thirty-eight points last week, and most of it was through three quarters. Like you know, they they, they don't have a defense yet that can contend. If Kirk Cousins again can avoid the stupid mistakes, which is a huge if, guys. But still, if you push this number to over a touchdown from one and a half to seven and a half, uh, I love Washington in this spot. They they are a underrated team. Their defense played well last week. They kept the Jaguars, for the most part, out of the end zone, limited them to four field goals. Uh, and that's a huge thing right there. So uh, if Detroit has to settle field goals in this game, Washington is going to come out in, in, in a really good position. But they're going to be able to score against that defense. So, you know, you just got to narrow down some of your choices there on what you like. But, you know, you have plenty of teaser options, even if you wanted to get frisky. Mark,
0: love it. Thanks, Mark. Love getting frisky, especially when it comes Hell to yeah. my Washington commanders.